Oh, that was very that nice. That was sweet, Meta. And I'm, I'm crafty mama. You're crafty mama. Are you mama? crafty mama? <laughs> yes, you are. You help mama. But it is your bedtime, Madeline. Yeah. Night. Yep. All right. Good night, sweetheart. Hello, hello. This is Miranda, and thank you for being here. Um, today, I'm here with my bestie, Maggie. Hello. Who kind of was voluntold she will be here, so thanks for being here, Maggie. <laughs> We are starting with a series called My Seven First Dates as a Single Mom, The Do's, The Don'ts, and The Lessons Learned. And today we're here to reflect on Mr. One, and Maggie is here to weigh in on her input as well. But Maggie said that I should start every podcast with a random story, so yes. I haven't told you this yet. But I was at Chipotle the other day, and it was the worst. It took me 27 minutes to get through at 8.30 p.m. at Chipotle. And it was because the woman in front of me was so soft-spoken, but the guy working was even more soft-spoken. <laughs> and so instead of just saying, what do you want? He went, by one, went through one by one and was like, do you want beans? And she goes, no, I don't like the beans. And he's like, oh, okay. She goes, I'm sorry about that. And every item <laughs> no. they went through no, one by one. <laughs> and like she was apologizing. She's like, no, I just don't really like those. And like I was I was sitting there and I was like, surely I'm not like being obnoxious, like thinking. And I turned around and everyone's face just was like jaw dropped. And I was I didn't know people like that existed. <laughs> so I got up there and I was like, I was like, black beans, fajitas, chicken al pastor. That's it. Thanks. And he looked at me, he goes, what was that? And I was like, oh my gosh. It was like Sloth from, uh, what's that movie? Um, uh, Ice Age? No, 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 no. no. Um, Zootopia. The oh. guy, the Sloth at the DMV. And it was so painful. And I thought I was being extra. But then I turned around and everyone assured me I was not in the wrong there. So. And Chipotle is pretty straightforward. It's not hard. I was there today, actually. Oh, so. yeah. Well, there's no hard feelings either about Chipotle. <laughs> like, if you don't like the beans, you do not have to don't apologize, though. You don't have to apologize. I don't care so. what you're eating. No, not at all. So that was my random tidbit to start it off. Maggie is the wizard behind any of my Crafty Mama Mer designs. So she owns Blossom Custom Designs. So if you want to learn a little bit more about what Maggie does, she is a go-to for graphic design. And she is tagged on my Meet My Besties section of my website. So go check out Blossom Custom Design. And then we're going to get started with Mr. One. <laughs> so the first part of this is I'm going to describe Mr. One, kind of what he looked like, what he did, and why I decided to even go on a first date with him. He was a handyman, which was really nice because I had just fixed up an entire three-bedroom, one-bathroom house with the help of my family and friends. The caveat that before every first date, I pictured my entire life with that person. So the fact that he could fix up some home projects and lay some flooring was a huge green flag for me. He was athletic, which was important because I love to go for walks and um, play volleyball averagely, play kickball superbly and chase around my two baby girls. And he also drove a truck, which made my Taylor Swift teenage heart just swoon. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> And he was pretty good looking. I think he said he was 6'2". And then he had an iPhone, which was a bonus because I like the blue messages and I like to see when people are typing. And as far as social media, he had enough that I could tell he was a person and what he was into, aka sports and outdoor stuff. So I felt safe enough going out with him on a first date. But the red flags before the date, I don't know if I've actually told you all of these details, okay. but he was really into leggings. 
what? (laughs) (laughs) To the point he would ask me if I was wearing leggings almost every day. And like at first I was like, yeah, I'm wearing leggings. It's freaking, what was it? January in Minnesota. Right. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I'm wearing leggings. But then looking back, it was kind of weird because it was like five or six days before we went on our first date. And he was just like, are you wearing leggings today? And so then I get to more. So he also did not own underwear. (laughs) A single pair? Not a single pair. Or that's what he told me because he preferred wearing compression leggings or something to that degree. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, like it. I didn't like it. And I was just kind of like, I thought he was joking. Like, I was like, why don't you wear underwear? Wait, but he's but, a carpenter, too. So is he wearing, like, leggings under all yes, his jeans? Yes, So he would, like, say, like, he was wearing his compression leggings under pants because he didn't want to get cold in the winter. But then I was like, what do you do in the summer? And yeah. then I was just thinking, like, that's weird. Yeah, we don't like that. Mm-mm, no, I didn't like that. <laughs> and... The last red flag was that he would make comments that I could come over, but I could only come over when his roommates weren't home. Yeah, definitely red flag. If someone had really strict hours of when you could come over, nine out of ten times it was because they lived with a significant other, and I was not about to do that. And so that was, those are some red flags of him that I should have been like, but it was just weird. He was like, you can come over before 4.30 p.m. I'm like, Mm. it's like an afternoon booty call or what, what what's going on here that you're like but he was like well you can't see my roommates i was like do you live with guys and it was just it was weird yeah. and honestly i think if people are like making plans that you can't be seen before you've even had a first date like i just think that that's like a pretty big red flag that it's like why don't you want people seen yeah well, I'm also kind of wondering, do his roommates wear leggings? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so th- that was a little bit about Mr. One. So what do you remember about him before we went on the date? Some of it's coming back to me now that you're talking about it again. I forgot he was a carpenter. I yep. definitely remember that being like the biggest like, oh, I have a project he can come over and do right now. Like, I know. I, I was talked about I, that with him. I literally asked him like, how do you feel about vinyl, <laughs> vinyl plank yeah. flooring or whatever? That was the pantry area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, be done. I was like, he could finish that project before I get this <laughs> house on the market. At the very least, yeah. I might get a date and I get a job done out of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I remember, at least beforehand. I do remember after but we can talk about that later yep yep okay now we're gonna go over the details about the first date looking back this date was way too soon for me to go be going on it was about after it was about three weeks after i had left my ex-husband and i just needed to know that someone out there wanted me and spoiler you are not damaged goods or unwanted because you are a single parent So don't be like me and think no one would want you because there are people out there who will want you and will love you and you will be just fine. So three weeks of being single, Maggie babysat for me as I went (laughs) out on my first date as a single mom. I met up with Mr. One at the mall and we went and got some caribou coffee. And because it was January and in Minnesota, I needed something warm. I remember feeling pretty good about myself because he paid for the drink. (laughs) And this is so sad to like say out loud, but like that's not something I was used to. And so that is when I decided at that moment, I would not be paying for anything this time around dating. Yeah. Which I think I actually maintain pretty well. There have probably been about four meals that I've paid for so far this year. So you guys, chivalry is not dead, at least when it comes to paying for the meal. (laughs) 
we drove from that mall to the Mall of America because I had something I needed to return to Fabletics. And I grabbed a couple of items to try on when I was at Fabletics and I went to the dressing room and he was kind of following behind me. So I tried on the outfit and I looked out to side to see if he was still there. And he was outside of the store on the phone. And immediately that was a big turnoff for me because I cannot stand when someone's on their phone constantly. And I was like, I just was like, who is he talking to? And maybe that's more of me being just like dealing with some like traumas. But I thought he was going to be like waiting for me because he had followed me while I went into the dressing room. So I was like, oh, fashion show. And I don't know if you were a fashion show family, but (laughs) not to mention the fact that that were you trying on leggings. Yeah, I literally, literally, like the guy who asked about leggings every day until our date and I was trying on leggings. Yeah. okay, thank you for putting that together. (laughs) So like not only was he on his phone and then later he said it was like his uncle or something which I'm like whatever but he just like didn't seem like he wanted to be by me um and again hindsight I was working through some different trauma and stuff but I couldn't tell if he was interested in me or not at this point which I realize I am a hopeless romantic who grew up listening to arguably too much Taylor Swift or watching too many Nicholas Spark movies so I don't know what kind of grand gesture I was expecting from this man in the first two hours of meeting him, but he fell short. I was waiting for something. <laughs> we went to go eat dinner, and I don't know if I told you this either, but he barely ate a thing. And we split a sampler platter, some wings, and a huge thing of nachos, and I ate the majority of it. Side note, the first double date I ever went on was when my friend and I were 14, And the guys we were with, they were 17. And it wasn't really a double date per se, but more so that my friend and this guy wanted to go on a date and she didn't want to go alone slash her mom wouldn't let her. So this guy brought a friend who happened to be someone I was literally in love with. And she brought me and my heart bursted when I heard he was coming to the movies. And I had our whole lives planned out at this point in my 14 year old head. But the reason I bring this up is that that was the first time a guy had paid for me to get into a movie. Do you remember your first rated R movie you went to? Rated R? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I was a I was a little sheltered in a goody two shoes, so <laughs> I probably was when I was <laughs> much older than you'd like to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this was my first rated R movie, and we went to go see Step Brothers. Ooh. So okay. So, um, but I remember when we got to the concession stands, he asked if I wanted anything to eat, and I just kind of minimized myself to say like, "No, I'm good, thank you." And he looked right at me, and he and this honestly has stuck with me since I was 14 years old. And he said, "Do not pretend you don't want something if you do. If you don't want food, that's fine. But if you do, don't be afraid to say what you want." Yes. <laughs> and again, this is the love of my life. <laughs> And also, like, the first date-ish kind of thing I was on. So I then proceeded to order a large popcorn Skittles and a Sprite. Beautiful. Much better. So back to this dinner where I am eating the majority of the food. Ever since that kind of double date, I have never pretended I don't want food on a date. And I knew this time going into dating, like, I would not try to mold or shift myself into someone's perceived expectations. So I ate almost all the food and he touched nothing. And I, I, I did ask for to go box for the leftovers and I took everything home. And later on, he had said he was nervous and that's why he wasn't eating. During dinner, we did have some good conversations. We talked about where we would go on a vacation together if we could just get away at that, like at that moment, because the Mall America is right by the airport. So we brought that up. And the hope that talking about a future gave me felt so good just to sit there and have a conversation and be like, hey, we could go on a vacation. We could do this. And future seemed a little bright. 
He also had never made me feel bad about being a single mom and talked about how every baby is a blessing and should be celebrated on the date. So he did earn some points for that because um, he had really good things to say about like being a single mom. So that that made me feel better about being there. And then he asked me how my relationship with my daughter's father was. And I started bawling in a freaking Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of America. And I knew that this question would come up. What I didn't realize was it would come up on almost every first date I would go on. If you are in the same position I was, I would recommend reflecting on how you want to answer that question so you don't end up crying in a restaurant on your first date. But he understood and it didn't seem to scare him away. And he paid for dinner so it wasn't horrible. And I took the to-go box and I think we went home and finished the food. I think we ate the nachos I that night. so, yes. yes. <laughs> so thanks, Mr. Watt. <laughs> He drove me back to my car and he was the first person I kissed since being a single mom and I was pretty freaking smitten by him. And I got in my car and drove back to my trusted babysitter and that was the end of my first date as a single mom. So do you remember what kind of mood I was in when I got back or what were your like after date notes that you can remember? I mean, it was a while ago. So Mm -hmm. and my memory's not strong, as you know. (laughs) But I do remember the fact that it was your first kiss, which was kind of huge. And you were very like glowy and happy and it didn't hurt that it was in a big truck (laughs) so I remember I really remember that the truck part a lot honestly and uh, the fact that it was just good to see you actually like having fun with like a guy you know so so that was really I, I remember that specifically but also I was like this guy's obviously not sticking around I mean he was nice enough but like I knew that you needed to get through that first one you need to rip the band-aid off especially like you like you need to just move forward you are always moving forward and this was the first of you know the next stage yeah it's funny you say that because I think it was like day two after leaving my ex I came downstairs and I'm like I took a deep breath and I looked at my brothers I said so I'm single now and they both were like whoa 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 and I was like well I am and they're like um you have some other big things you need to focus on I was like well, <laughs> so <laughs> as far as a second date, Mr. One did not get a second date because on the day we were supposed to go hang out, he didn't reach out to me. That's right. And I wanted to give him the chance to reach out. So I waited for him to text me and he didn't on the day we were supposed to hang out. And then when I reached out to him, um, he didn't respond. Two days after we were supposed to hang out, he said, how's your day? which also I keep every text message I ever have. So these are direct quotes from Mr. One. (laughs) And I was pretty blunt and said, well, I was supposed to have plans with you and then didn't hear anything. So that was pretty shitty. And he didn't respond. (laughs) And that hurt my ego. And it hurt my hope because I had thought we had a pretty solid first date. And so the fact that like he ghosted me after a really good first date and had made plans, I was just like, what is dating going to be? I think that's when we decided this is the time of no second chances. And that is no what half-assed stuff. We, we maintain that until Mr. Five, which yeah. we'll get, <laughs> we'll get <laughs> but, there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but the lesson I learned from this date was that I was not going to give second chances this time around. Mm-hmm. And I would be very transparent that I am dating for a relationship. And I wouldn't let myself get down if I didn't get a response. On the flip side, I realized that to make the dating pool a better place, I should do the same if I'm not feeling someone. And instead Mm -hmm. of ghosting people and not giving them a response, just try to be as blunt as possible. But flash forward, I don't know if I told you this, but two months after Mr. One, when I was with Mr. Five, 
oh, just wait, people. (laughs) Mr. One reached out to me asking if he could have another try with me. You did tell me about this. Yeah. And and he also said one of his biggest flaws is that when he likes someone, he pulls away and he liked me that much. So he needed. Oh, shit. (laughs) He liked us. And so I literally asked him, I said, are you reaching out to me because you had another relationship that you were waiting to see how that played out? Or why are you reaching out to me? And he said, he said no. And I responded so confidently. It should have been a scene in any movie with like girl power undertones. I said, you should really work on not pulling back. So the next time you like someone, you don't ghost them and lose them like you just lost me. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) And then I said, goodbye, Mr. One. (laughs) On to the next. On to the next. (laughs) That was my mic drop moment for my self-love because a grown adult will not leave you on red and ghost you for months and then come back proclaiming how they want to do over. And this goes for everyone, but know what you want before you make your dating profile. Because I knew I was looking for like a partner, a best friend, a serious relationship, a handyman, someone to help me out. I don't know. (laughs) But he was not it. And he couldn't just tell me. And I wish I would have just been a little more blunt about what I was looking for from the start. That was my first date as a single mom. And next week, we will be talking about my second first date as a single mom. So <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. But Maggie, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm just here for the side comments. Yeah, but she did wonderfully. So thank you for listening to Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Murr and follow along for more parts. Bye. <laughs> mama, mama. Mama. Crafty Mama Mark.